Michael Cohen testifies in the civil fraud trial against Donald Trump. We will ask Michael Cohen how he's doing and what went down. Donald Trump's lawyer, Jenna Ellis, former lawyer, has pled guilty, guilty, guilty in the Georgia criminal RICO case. We have the video. The moment it went down, Jenna Ellis's crocodile tears and all caught on camera. Then we go to Mark Meadows, who entered into an immunity deal with federal prosecutors and special counsel Jack Smith. This, according to a new ABC report. Also, Donald Trump gave a speech in New Hampshire, and during the speech, he was shocked that the word U.S., if you look at it, it sounds like the word us. And it gets weirder and more dangerous than that, folks. And also more MAGA Republican chaos in the House of Representatives as I think Donald Trump took a break while you were testifying, Michael Cohen, to put out a message undermining the speaker-designee Tom Emmer, calling Emmer a rhino and just completely crashing any hope that Emmer had of becoming Speaker of the House. This and more here on Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Michael Cohen. And so just first and foremost, Michael Cohen, I don't even want to get into what went down. We'll we'll get to there. What I first want to ask you, what I care about most, what the brigaders care most about is your health, your well-being. How are you doing? You know, we all saw Donald Trump show up and again attack you harass you. He was making all of these statements about you. We also heard your far more level-headed statement than his. So just how are you doing? Let's start there. I'm a little tired today, you could imagine. Um, the day didn't start at the very beginning. It started about 11 or so and went to 4.30. Uh, I do have to say that Judge Ngoron is an absolutely fantastic judge. Um, you know, as a result of the medical condition that I have with my leg. At one point, I started to experience, um, you know, some pretty uncomfortable pain uh, in the femoral vein on my left leg. And um, I just leaned over um, to Judge Angoron and I said, uh, Your Honor, can we take like a five minute break so I can stand up? I'm having some uh, pain. And he goes, absolutely. And he called the five minute break, which was incredibly, incredibly generous uh, because, you know, court time is obviously um, very relevant and it's also very, um, you know, it's, it's, you only have a certain amount of, of time within which to uh, finish the day and to get in as much information. He was very um, generous and allowed me um, that opportunity. Uh, you know, other than that, uh, you know, the, one of the things that Judge Ngoron said uh, as the day was coming to an end is that he does not um, expect me to be speaking about this case, about my testimony, about um, the trial, um, even to my own lawyers and so on. And I respect 
the judge. And as much as you know that I like to share everything firsthand with the brigaders, um, unfortunately, at this point in time, what you see online, um, you know, I would recommend if you're interested to see how the case is going. Plenty of media that was there. I mean, it was a massive, massive media gaggle uh, today. And so, you know, I would just tell you to look online to see, um, you know, how things went today. But as Judge Ngoron stated, um, you know, he doesn't expect the parties or myself as a non-party witness to be discussing the case. And I think it's only fair uh, to respect those wishes. And so, again, so many other people are talking about it. Um, I promise you one thing, though. As soon as I am released from the stand, uh, first thing that I want to do, Ben, is I want to set up uh, with our brigaders on Patreon, and I want to do uh, a one-on-one -on -one live where people can ask me their questions. Everybody appears to be fascinated with you know this case, and rightfully so, and we can have an open and frank discussion uh, about the various different topics uh, of this case. Well, I look forward to that as well. And if anybody wants to join, it's patreon.com slash political beatdown. So the moment you are released from your obligations testifying, you will share first with patreon.com slash political beatdown. And we don't mm -hmm. have outside investors here on the Midas Touch Network or on political beatdown. And then, so of course, of, of course, afterwards, you and I will be able to talk about it in conjunction with other, uh, you know, pressing news of the day because there's a lot of news of the day i can tell you that well let me see what i certainly respect of course what judge ngoron is saying obviously donald trump is someone who doesn't respect what judge ngoron says donald trump is already someone who has violated judge ngoron's gag order and so we here on the midas touch network course respect that but i do have some questions that may not be within the province of what judge engoron said and again michael cohen if you can't answer it we all certainly respect that but setting aside your testimony we'll push that aside are you able to share with us what it was like just arriving in court knowing that donald trump was going to be there you having not been in a room with him for close to five years now, and obviously all of the history there, that's not specifically within the province of the testimony. Is that something you can share? You know, again, I'd rather save this for when I feel um, that there's nothing that I'm saying that could be contradictory to Judge Ngoron's um, directive as we were leaving. I really just don't even want to talk about me personally. I don't want to talk about the case because again, that is the directive. And you know what I do really appreciate about the brigaders and about this community, if you look to start seeing the comments, people like respect the judge, respect the judge. That's, that's right. Respect the judge. That was his directive. And I think it's only right that um, I continue to live uh, up to that. 
Well, here's what I'll do. Um, let me show this clip. This is from our good friend, Glenn Kirshner, who was there in court today. This was his read on what went down. Let's play this clip. And I know you probably can't react to it, but this is someone who was in court, a former federal prosecutor. Let's play this clip. That Mueller didn't seem to do with Michael Cohen and SDNY in the case in which SDNY determines that Donald Trump is co-conspirator, individual one in the hush money case doesn't do. Why do you think that is? Um, I don't know why that is, Nicole. I don't know why it took as long as it did in New York. Um, you know, the brazenness of some of what Michael Cohen has been saying during his direct examination, things like Donald Trump just threw out a number. I, I'm going to say I'm worth five billion and instructing Michael Cohen and the chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberg, to just reverse engineer the numbers, just cook the books and have it add up to five billion. That is so brazen and so nefarious. And if you're doing it only because you're chasing, you know, tabloid headlines, that's one thing. But Michael Cohen made it pretty clear in both his congressional testimony and I'm sure in his trial testimony that, no, this was to secure bank loans. It was to, you know, secure uh, insurance for his properties. And it was fraud, massive, systemic, years long fraud. And, you know, in one sense, Nicole, this is an opportunity for Donald Trump to confront his accuser, right? Through his lawyers, you get to confront and cross-examination the witnesses who are testifying against you. But in another sense, this really feels like a moment where Michael Cohen gets to confront his tormentor because, you know, mm. Michael Cohen um, paid off Playmates and Porn Stars for Donald Trump at his direction and for his benefit. And who goes to prison? Michael Cohen. I have always maintained that is a deep injustice, not that Michael Cohen went to prison for his crimes, but that Donald Trump has not suffered one moment of accountability for his crimes. Maybe, you know, that is coming because this this feels like a preview of Michael Cohen's testimony for Alvin Bragg in the criminal prosecution being brought for the sort of massive, you know, fraudulent business records case that Alvin Bragg has brought. But I would think ultimately this must be a somewhat satisfying moment for Michael Cohen. I think a powerful summation right there by, by our friend Glenn Kirshner. I want to just show the contrast between what Donald Trump said when he arrived at court and Michael Cohen, what you said when what you arrived at court. First, let's show the clip of Donald Trump arriving where he attacks Michael Cohen. Let's play this clip. So he's alive, he's trying to get a better deal for himself, but uh, it's not going to work. This case, by any other judge, this case would have been over a long time ago. We did nothing wrong, and that's been proven. Thank you. We'll be out there. Donald Trump attacking Michael Cohen, attacking the judge, walking into the courtroom. Let's contrast that to here is Michael Cohen when he entered the courtroom today. Play the clip. Let me just turn around and say that this is not about Donald Trump versus Michael Cohen or Michael Cohen versus Donald Trump. This is about accountability, plain and simple, and we leave it up to Judge Angoron in order to make all the determinations on that. So I thank you all for coming.
So Michael Cohen, tomorrow you are testifying again. Do we know what time you're testifying? When you, is it a normal day at court? It's a, it's a normal day. It's the same as everybody else. Um, court starts at 10 a.m. And for all of, again, all of our brigaders, some joining late, by the way, this is the number one show on YouTube right now in the entire world. So for those just joining, everybody wanting to make sure you're doing well, Michael Cohen, your health is doing well, that you are in good spirits. I know Judge Ngoron has basically stated that you really can't talk about what went down in court today, but can you let all of the brigaders and everybody watching both in the United States and across the world who want to make sure that you are doing okay. Everybody knows the courage it takes to be there testifying the way you are. Again, how are you doing, Michael Cohen, right now? You know, I'm feeling okay. Um, as I stated before, uh, you know, I was experiencing some pain in the femoral vein, and Judge Ngoron um, graciously allowed me uh, to stand up. I took a few minutes. I uh, went into the back area. I walked. I uh, you know, started to massage, you know, my leg and um, just get the leg moving. Um, came back just a few minutes later and resumed uh, my testimony. Um, and again, I couldn't be more appreciative for uh, the, you know, the um, empathy that the judge has for me and this, you know, condition as soon as this, um, my uh, my appearances are finished obviously as i have stated and i told you this ben um i'm going to go in for that procedure um you know whereby they uh, remove the femoral vein and that should you know relieve me of all of the pain and the pressure that i have you know in in that area and i'm actually looking forward to it because it really does hurt i couldn't help but reflect on the irony as Alina Haba is cross-examining you, attacking you for you know, your ben, history. Again, again, you know, it's for me, I really want to keep this as close to the chest as possible. Uh, again, out of absolute respect for the judge and his directive, I don't even want to talk about Alina. I don't even want to talk about Trump. Uh, you know, what you showed is clearly... Um, clips that have been shown on television, uh, that they're running around the internet. I mean, I'm trending right now. Yay, Michael, right? Ooh. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm trending on it. Uh, I want to just do what the judge has directed, and that's not to really discuss the case. And the beautiful thing about, you know, um, being with the brigaders right now is there's so much else that we can talk about. I mean, you saw today, Jenna Ellis. And, you know, a lot of people, they're a little hard because she's a or was a Trump supporter who was legitimately thrown under the bus. Uh, or Mark Meadows, who you may recall uh, during my House Oversight Committee uh, testimony, I warned him that look at what happened to me and what happened to me will happen to you if you stay on this path. Well, uh, here we are. And I even warned Rudy Kaludi about the same thing. And he's, look at what he's now going through. Um, you know, the expression, everything Donald touches dies. And, you know, I'm certainly part of that um, unfortunate group of people. But 
where we are right now is, like I said on television the other day, you're, there's more flipping going on in this Georgia case than in the United States Olympic trial team, you know, the gymnastics trial team. This is insane. I mean, each and every one of them are going to corroborate the other's stories because they are going to come clean, tell the truth. And I, I do feel sorry for Jenna. And it was funny because I was having this conversation with a friend of mine uh, who is no fan of Donald's. I want to be clear about that. And, you know, when I was saying I, I actually feel bad for Jenna because I know what she's going through. I know the pressure that the prosecutors can put on you um, in order to, you know, in order to force you to plea in order to force you to tell the truth. Um, and you're going to see, I mean, there's going to be some serious testimony that's going to be coming out. And that's my, obviously that's my um, opinion. And I think it's the opinion of basically um, every pundit that I've seen so far on television. Yeah, And that was the irony I was reflecting on with everything going on today throughout the country, New York, Georgia, Washington, D.C. And for those who don't remember Jenna Ellis, she was kind of the sidekick with Rudy Giuliani when they went on their tour to spread the big lie. And there's, of course, this video that was out there where they were holding these like fake hearings to spread their election denialism where Rudy Giuliani actually farts on Jenna Ellis. Let me show you this clip right here. The answer, point of order. the answer that I gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness. Just like you, they don't want to know the truth. Well, you probably know the truth. So with the hair dye dripping down his face as that was going down, I think she actually contracted COVID within 24 to 48 hours thereafter. <laughs> you know, you, you can't make this stuff up and we got to reflect on how kind of just chaotic, dysfunctional, weird, and sometimes gross this MAGA Republican thing is that's going on. But that was Jenna Ellis back then spreading the lie over and over again. She was since then, she was censured by the Colorado State Bar for her lies, where she admitted to a series of lies in connection with the 2020 election. And then she lied about the lies and said that she didn't admit to the censure, even though she did admit to the censure. But today she pled guilty in Georgia. I want to show everybody what went down in that guilty plea with the crocodile tears. And I want to remind everybody of what Michael Cohen said, that he will tell everybody on our Patreon first in a exclusive Zoom chat what went down as soon as he's able to give the full story. So here's what you got to do. We don't have outside investors here at the Midas Touch Network or on Political Beatdown. So if you want to support this independent journalism, there is no source more direct than Michael Cohen about what's going on. Go to patreon.com slash political beatdown. Make sure you become a member there. When we come back, we got to talk about Jenna Ellis. We got to talk about Mark Meadows. We got to talk about what Trump said in New Hampshire, and that's all linked to the MAGA chaos in the House of Representatives. Let's take a quick break. We will be right back. Eating well does not have to be boring. Feel your best this fall and satisfy your cravings with adventurous eats made nutritious. 
from Green Chef. Discover exciting new flavors with recipes that feature certified organic fruits and vegetables, sustainably sourced seafood, and unique farm fresh ingredients like tart cherries, truffle zest, and rainbow carrots. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating clean with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. My experience with Green Chef has been game changing. Their meals genuinely taste amazing and I don't know how I get through the work week without them. Plus, it's super fun cooking with my family because of how easy Green Chef makes it and I've enjoyed their healthy and nutritious meals personally in combination with my workout routine. Green Chef is also the only meal kit that is both carbon and plastic offset. Green Chef offsets 100% of their delivery emissions as well as 100% of the plastic in every box. Plus, nearly all packaging materials are curbside recyclable in most areas in the U.S. Green Chef delivers everything you need to eat clean. The easy way this September, feel your best with nutritionist approved recipes packed with clean ingredients that support your healthy lifestyle and taste great too. Go to greenchef.com slash 60beat, 60-B-E-A-T, and use code 60-B-E-A-T, 60beat, to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com, G-R-E-E-N-C-H-E-F.com slash 60-B-E-A-T, and use code 60BEAT, 60BEAT, to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Heart health and staying healthy, especially when you have a family that you want to be able to spend as much time with as possible, is so important. We all have a heartfelt reason to support our blood pressure. In fact, more than half the U.S. population would benefit from blood pressure support. Superbeats heart shoes are an easy and convenient way to support healthy blood pressure, and they promote heart-healthy energy. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in Superbeats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. And with over 30,000 five-star reviews and counting, Superbeats heart shoes are having their moment. Superbeats heart shoes are incredibly delicious and so much better than any alternative supplements out there. I take my Superbeats heart shoes each morning and it's really kickstarted my morning routine so I have the energy to do my hot takes on the Midas Touch Network. After taking my Super Beats heart shoes, I feel like I have more energy and I'm ready to take on the day. Super Beats heart shoes support healthy circulation so you not only get blood pressure support, you also get productive heart healthy energy without the crash. Support your heart health with Super Beats heart shoes. Get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews and a free full-size bag of turmeric chews valued at $25 by going to the website beatdownbeats.com. That's beatdownbeats.com. Get this exclusive offer only at B-E-A-T-D-O-W-N-B-E-E-T-S.com. That's beatdownbeats.com. Welcome back to Political Beatdown. Look at our healthy 
pro-democracy sponsors. When we last left off, we were talking about Jenna Ellis's guilty plea in the Georgia RICO case. She pled guilty to a felony for her involvement in spreading election disinformation and lies and trying to overthrow the election in Georgia as part of the conspiracy that she engaged in. I want to show you the moment where she pled guilty, where she was reading this letter and she tries to it looks like crocodile tears as she tries to play the victim and say look I was just swept into this Donald Trump had all of these other powerful lawyers and I trusted them kind of throwing Rudy Giuliani and others under the bus here that could not be missed when you look at this clip let's take a look at Jenna Ellis reading from the script with those crocodile tears play the clip Thank you, Your Honor, for the opportunity to address the court. As an attorney who is also a Christian, I take my responsibilities as a lawyer very seriously, and I endeavor to be a person of sound moral and ethical character in all of my dealings. In the wake of the 2020 presidential election, I believed that challenging the results on behalf of President Trump should be pursued in a just and legal way. I endeavored to represent my client to the best of my ability. I relied on others, including lawyers with many more years of experience than I, to provide me with true and reliable information, especially since my role involved speaking to the media and to legislators in various states. What I did not do, but should have done, Your Honor, was to make sure that the facts the other lawyers alleged to be true were in fact true. In the frenetic pace of attempting to raise challenges to the election in several states, including Georgia, I failed to do my due diligence. I believe in and I value election integrity. If I knew then what I know now, I would have declined to represent Donald Trump in these post-election challenges. I look back on this whole experience with deep remorse. For those failures of mine, Your Honor, I have taken responsibility already before the Colorado Bar who censured me, and I now take responsibility before this court and apologize to the people. Well, that's what accountability uh, sort of looks sort of looks like. What's your reaction, Michael Cohen? Look, like, like I said, and, you know, I I've been there, and I understand what she's saying about getting swept up into the culture of Donald J. Trump. I refer to it regularly as the dumpster uh, the dumpster cult of Donald. And it's, it's true. It exists. And all you need to do is to look at the 70 million Americans that support him or take the exact number, whatever that number might be, of the true, true MAGA sycophantic followers that no matter what he does, no matter what he says, they're behind him. They truly believe in their heart and of hearts. They believe because Donald said so that he is the president of the United States and that the election was stolen from him. So I understand getting swept up, uh, especially, you know, as a young attorney who's there with some incredibly powerful people and basically at the forefront of American politics. You are representing at the time he was still president of the United States, and you start to believe the bullshit. And that's unfortunately, um, you know, what happened to Jenna. Uh, one of the things I do have to say is as I listened to my wife, we were watching the television, um, and when they were talking about Mark Meadows, 
uh, now getting an immunity deal. It's really something, you know, everybody seems to be getting these probation and immunity deals and so on. Would have been nice had somebody even spoken to me about anything. Mine, as you all know, was come a Friday, you're going to plead guilty on Monday, 48 hours, or they were filing an 80-page indictment that was going to include my wife. And so, I mean, this whole this whole scenario, now, again, I don't know what they're going to or what they have offered to the prosecutors. We'll all find that out very soon. But it better be something substantial, not like what they did with Alan Weisselberg, where the guy got 100 days in Rikers for what ultimately turned out to be years and years of financial fraud. So I, in 100 days, I mean, I want everyone to remember, I received 36 months of sentence and then followed by an additional 36 months of supervised release. I mean, in all in all, you're talking about a six-year sentence for another guy getting his pecker pulled by a porn star. I mean, that's the part where my wife turned around and she said, holy shit, I mean, this is just too much. When are they going to start prosecuting people other than the January 6th insurrectionists who are receiving sentences of like 20 years? I mean, you know, let's let's hold some of the big people responsible. Let's hold the Rudy Kaludis responsible. Let's hold Mark Meadows responsible. That fucker was sitting in the room with Donald, right? And, you know, when this was all going down. So, yeah, I, I would like to see accountability greater than, you know, an acknowledgement that I did wrong and, you know, an admonition from, uh, you know, um, from the Bar Association. I would like to see uh, some equal justice just because these people are poor and they're stupid. And I'm referring to the January 6th insurrectionists, the one that are receiving 10, 15, 20 year sentences. Okay, I grant it that they deserve, they deserve sentences, but really, come on, 20 years and then guys like Donald or guys like Mark Meadows or, you know, others, Rudy Giuliani, what what about what about them? What about equal hand of justice? Well, you all know how I feel about that. It's something I write about extensively in my book, Revenge. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that I talked about, both the House Oversight Committee, in the books, a lot of it um, has come true. My predictions have definitely come true. Here's the report that uh, ABC broke uh, moments ago before we went live. Ex-Chief of Staff Mark Meadows granted immunity, tells Special Counsel Jack Smith he warned Trump about 2020 claims, according to sources. We did a full hot take on this on the Midas Touch Network, and I also recently spoke to former Republican Congress member Denver Riggleman. And Congress member Riggleman, or former Congress member Riggleman, who was the technical advisor to the January 6th committee, referred to Mark Meadows' electronic devices as the Rosetta Stone for the January 6th conspiracy. And one of the interesting things he noted, and we're going to post the interview I did with him in the next 24 hours or so, is that this has major implications on other members of Congress as well. Mark Meadows withheld 
lots of documents on privilege grounds. He turned over a first tranche of electronically stored information to the January 6th committee before bringing a federal lawsuit against the January 6th committee, then ran out the clock until the MAGA Republicans took control of the House of Representatives and disbanded the January 6th committee. But there were all of these bogus privilege claims that were made by Meadows executive privilege, attorney-client privilege, things that special counsel Jack Smith has already defeated. So attendant to this immunity deal, think about all of the emails and text messages that special counsel Jack Smith has that the January 6th committee never received, including but not limited to the text messages and emails from other members of Congress. And former Congress member Riggleman described Meadows as someone who would do anything for self-preservation and throw anyone under the bus to protect himself. That's at least how Riggleman knew Meadows. So we will be doing a whole hot take on that. Also, Donald Trump in New Hampshire. Cohen, I don't know if you saw this. I want to highlight three clips specifically. You know, and again, this is not trying to troll Donald Trump. It's simply trying to highlight things. This is the leader of the modern day Republican Party who is out there speaking in front of audiences when, at least in my opinion, there's something serious going on here that's deeper and needs to be discussed. And we know when it comes to their attacks on Biden or anybody, it's usually all projection and confession. So here, during the speech in New Hampshire yesterday, Donald Trump is reflecting on the fact that he just realized that the word U.S. and us sound alike. And he wants to be applauded for that. And he says, I should be applauded for that, right? And also because I'm handsome. Here, play this clip. This is on our business. Why are you doing that? He said, uh, Macron, nice guy. You know, look, he's for France. I'm for, I'm for us. Come for us. You know how you spell us, right? You spell us, U.S. I just picked that up. Has anyone ever thought of that? I just picked that up. A couple of days I'm reading and it said us. And I said, you know, if you think about it, us equals U.S. Isn't that? Now, if we say something genius, they'll never say it. You know, we get 25, 30, 40, 50, 80,000, 100,000 people to speeches. They've never said Trump's a great speaker. Never said, I've never heard it. I said to my people, do you think they'll ever acknowledge I must be doing okay? Uh, except I'm a very handsome person, so I guess a lot of you want to sit. They want to sit and look at me, because I'm so, like a beauty pageant. No, it's amazing. Man, woman, child camera tv yay me i mean that's how stupid that that speech was talking about his looks about us us okay i mean it's kind of like um come on you know did you also notice the way that he goes from 20,000 30,000 50,000 80,000 you know people first of all 80,000 is a massive massive stadium it's like you know a college stadium um, I don't recall even when he was, you know, running in 2016, um, filling up an 80,000. What he's doing now is he's filling up like gymnasiums where they just pack everybody into half the gymnasium. 
you know, and then they take pictures from overhead to make it seem much larger, you know, than it is. But who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, it's why it's honestly, it's why I turn around and I constantly say in every single episode, please make sure if if that isn't enough to get you to ensure that you're properly registered as a Democrat in order to vote in the 2024 general election. I don't know what will. Could you imagine this idiot again in the White House? Can you imagine what he will do to our democracy? The fact that we could even have a conversation about the, about how dangerous he is. Cassidy Hutchinson tonight, uh, I think she was on MSNBC with Ari Melber, was talking about how Donald Trump is, and I've been saying this much longer than Cassidy, that Donald Trump is the greatest danger to American democracy in the last hundred years or more. All right. So if that in and of itself is not enough to ensure that each and every one of you goes out, validates that they are properly registered with the Board of Elections, helps out other family members, neighbors, co-workers, etc., so that they too could be registered to vote, and then make sure that they get to the ballot box or they get to uh, they get a mail-in ballot, whatever it takes. We need a massive, massive blue wave. We need to ensure that this isn't even a close call like the last one was. It was much closer than people think. This one needs to be an absolute blowout because only by blowing them out will people like Marjorie Toilet Green or, you know, or, uh, you know, Josh Hawley's or Matt Gates's. only then will they realize that they've been praying to a to a false god, right? And that, you know, they've been worshiping this golden calf. Uh, and it's just, it's not real, all right? And that's how we will ultimately get rid of what's called Trumpism. You know, and this is where leadership is so important. You know, people are very busy times are always tough and complicated and we look to leaders to provide guidance we look to validators right and leaders in the house of representatives are supposed to although they are not when it definitely comes to the MAGA republicans are supposed to at the bare minimum stand for our democracy and some modicum of competence and keep our government going. Yet time and time again, what we see is people like Tom Emmer, right, who becomes the speaker designee. Is his first interest just to be honest with the American people? No, it is so humiliating. He has to decorate his office with photos of Donald Trump, and then he reposts a video where Donald Trump doesn't just outright criticize him and where Donald Trump says, well, I guess Emmer's my biggest fan now and will do whatever I want him to do. And Emmer like reposts that and says, thank you, Mr. President. You know, all of these MAGA Republicans, they demean and degrade themselves. They self-flagellate themselves for this MAGA Republican movement hoisted on the cult of Donald Trump. And he repeatedly, whether you watch it with Kevin McCarthy or now with 
Tom Emmer, what does he do? He then just mocks the crap out of them. And what happened with Tom Emmer today where he got the most votes to become the speaker designee? Well, while the testimony was taking place in New York, Donald Trump, either during a break or at some point in time, put out a message saying that Tom Emmer is a rhino and that he doesn't support Emmer. And that was it. Donald Trump put a post on his social media platform, everybody. That means you can't be in the leadership position. How embarrassing and humiliating. And here is Donald Trump gloating about it after that Tom Emmer's chance of becoming Speaker of the House is gone simply because Donald Trump made a post on social media calling Emmer a rhino. Play this clip. I Tom Emmer, it looks like he's finished. It looks like he's finished. He was not a supporter. He was a rhino. And looks like he's finished, but we'll see. You never know. Do you support anyone else for speaker, sir? I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Not a supporter, a rhino. When you put all of this connective tissue together from where we were in New York to Washington, D.C., to Georgia, and to what you just saw in the halls of the House of Representatives, you see where and why this chaos is taking place. And what we say here over and over again on political beatdown, our main thesis here is that rather than just Democrats, Republicans, liberal, progressive, conservatives, Americans are craving intelligence, compassion, and unapologetically pro-democracy leaders. Americans want their political leaders to be talking about issues that matter to the American people. American people want adults in the halls of Congress and watching these MAGA Republicans being unable to even elect their own Speaker of the House intact themselves, implode before our eyes, and then Michael Cohen have the audacity to MAGA-splain to us on the deficit. Y'all MAGA Republicans are the ones who added $8 trillion to the deficit. Other than for billionaires and decamillionaires, you MAGA Republicans raised the taxes for the rest of us. We don't need to be MAGA-splained to at all we know what you are up to. I want to remind everybody, patreon.com slash political beatdown. As soon as Michael Cohen is able to share with us the specifics of his testimony when he is released as a witness, he has promised to share it first here at patreon.com slash political beatdown. Make sure you are subscribed right now. Michael Cohen, I know it was a very busy day for you, would be an understatement. So we're going to let you go right now, but I want to give you the final word to our brigaders. So two things. Um, the first is, if you go to my Twitter account at Michael Cohen 212, you'll see the um, at the very top is pinned. That's you can send the letter to the Biden administration regarding the pardon. I'm literally 95% finished with the application. I intend on traveling to DC in order to hand deliver it to the various different agencies so that there'll be multiple copies there. And then what I intend to do as well is to um, put up 
for our political beatdown brigade. Uh, some of the letters, I have six letters from very significant people, like um, two Congress members, uh, John Dean, I have Nick Ackerman, Asher Rangapan, Norm Eisen. I mean, I have some very significant uh, people here, you know, uh, Ambassador Norm Eisen, uh, all basically stating um, the fact that if I'm not worthy of a pardon, technically, who is, especially based on the information that has come out. Uh, that's the first. The second is, thank you all for, you know, the well wishes uh, and so on. Yeah, my blood pressure is uh, elevated uh, and I'm going to try to, you know, calm down because I have a very big day ahead of me tomorrow where, you know, I get picked up very early in the morning. And I do want to say this, you know, um, I was somewhat disappointed initially that the attorney general's office uh, was not concerned about my safety, uh, especially going and coming from uh, the hearings today. Let me say, I take that back. Uh, they set up for me uh, two officers that came and picked me up. They had about 30 officers um, walk me up the stairs of 60 Center Street. They stayed with me as I went through the magnetometers um, and uh, then was uh, given admission uh, to the, you know, the courthouse. They had um, an elevator waiting um, for me and my lawyers uh, along with them. They then escorted me to a green room. Uh, we were basically locked into that room so nobody uh, could get in. Uh, on top of that, the officers uh, were posted outside that room. They then, re, you know, did the same thing as they were returning me, um, you know, to my home. They are all absolutely fantastic. There's nothing but love for the court officers, the New York City Police Department, um, all law enforcement. They were beyond spectacular in ensuring my safety um, to and from, you know, the courthouse. Uh, so for that, I really want to thank them from the bottom of my heart. And if any of our brigaders happen to come across a police officer, just thank them for their service because they are absolutely 100% incredible. And so thank you to our brigaders. And as far as who gets the two-finger salute, in fact, it's the entire GOP gets the two-finger salute today, right? You're fucking up our country. Do they not understand that very soon, very soon, we're going to be in a situation again with the debt ceiling. We have other issues that need to be discussed and handled immediately from Ukraine to Israel. There's so much that needs to be done. We need our members of Congress to be there working for us. And, you know, here's a little head scratcher for them. It's your fucking job. That's what you were elected for. You know what? That's what you're getting paid for. So do your job. Stop the horseshit. Can you really? Can you really tell me that there's not one person amongst the GOP who could be speaker that could obtain the 217 necessary votes without now blaming it on the fact that Democrats aren't voting 
for the Republican in order to keep him that the Democrats didn't side with Mark Meadows to keep him as speaker? Seriously? And they say it with the straightest face. So stupid. It is so fucking stupid that it's scary. It's scary that they can lay that bullshit onto the American people the way that they do. So, again, to them, come on. Care more about America than you do about yourself and your reelection. And you know what? We'll be okay. Yep. And you said Mark Meadows, but you were referring to Kevin McCarthy. I'm sorry, Kevin McCarthy. Potato, 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 if you will. Two two assholes. (laughs) They look the same to me. And I want to thank again all of the brigaders for watching this. And I want to just let everybody um, know how grateful we are for you and Michael Cohen, how grateful this community is uh, for you, for your courage. And thank you, thank you, Michael Cohen, for all that you do. Everybody, thank you so much for watching this episode of Political Beatdown. Make sure you are subscribed, not just to our YouTube channel. It's free to subscribe to our YouTube channel. So just hit subscribe right now. Hit the thumbs up button as well. But wherever audio podcasts are available, just search Political Beatdown right now. It's free to subscribe on audio. Leave a five-star review. That goes a long way to help the growth of the show. You know what, Ben? I apologize. I have one last little announcement, something that involves Midas Touch Network. As of November 1, my top-rated podcast called Mea Culpa is going to be moving the RSS feed uh, over to the Midas Touch Network. And so you'll need to um, subscribe to that. Uh, So if you're already um, a subscriber on the old RSS feed, you won't be getting the new ones unless you subscribe. And I'm really, truly honored uh, that it's going to be hosted with my friends uh, and, you know, at the Midas Touch Network and amongst with all of you. um, I mean, this show has just taken off since day number one, number one in the world on YouTube. So if you have a chance, very soon, keep your eye out for it. We'll probably post something here as well in order to subscribe to Maya Culpa. Um, but all the new ones will be on the new Midas Touch Network RSS feed. Patreon.com slash political beatdown, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash political beatdown. Check that out right now. Brigaders from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. Let's keep making a difference and fighting for our democracy together. Make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure others voting for our democracy are registered to vote as well. We'll see you next time on Political Beatdown. Shout out to the Midas Mighty.